you want to hear that, you can put the headphones on. <laughs> I should have stayed on the phone. There you go. <laughs> Jay Paul, it's uh, six degrees here on 1011 KTOE and 1420, 102.7 FM, and streaming at KTOE.com. Marcy Tetro is my guest to start things here. She is a uh, outpatient uh, therapist, licensed uh, a mental health uh, therapist. And how are you this fine day? Well, I'm actually warm, so I'm grateful for that. Yeah, if we close this door here, you'd be <laughs> sweating. <laughs> But uh, Marcy is in uh, full disclosure. We're friends. We've been uh, friends for a while. We've been at, we've acted in plays together in Albert Lee and all over the place. And uh, you are a fine, fine person otherwise. But your profession is really uh, come to be a very important thing here uh, more and more as people uh, seek some help for their uh, mental health is is a huge deal these days, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing, Jay. It's, it's actually, I think it's been a big deal for a long time, but with COVID and with the pandemic, it's brought to height a lot of the mental health that we're seeing today. Yeah. And so I think it's brought a lot more awareness to the struggles that people have and um, definitely the newer challenges that we have with the country and with inflation and families struggling financially. And so I, and it's, it's a great thing that we have a lot more awareness of the impact of mental health on people. And, and yet a lot of people suffer in silence. Because they don't want to draw attention to themselves, or they're 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 just afraid to uh, take that first step yeah. of getting any help. And uh, you run into that a lot. Uh, we run into it quite a bit, actually. There's lots of stigma about getting help from uh, mental health, and that's one of the reasons why I'm actually really glad to be on the show today. Because a lot of, I think, things that we need to change is that we need to be able to talk to people. It's okay to get help. Yeah. You know, and it's it's not worth Should suffering. Not be the stigma at all. No, and it's not worth suffering in silence because sometimes it's something where we might feel bad about our body image or we feel bad that nobody loves us or nobody cares about us. And in reality, it's so far from the truth, and it's usually quite the opposite. It's like you might be like the... The, the little duckling, you know, and you automatically you grow up to be a swan and you had no idea. Right. Yeah. And you work in town here, right? Yes. I actually work downtown in Mankato. I work in an outpatient clinic. A therapist, a licensed therapist. You got all kinds of degrees, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I have a couple. <laughs> I have none. so <laughs> It's all good. I almost flunked out of uh, DJ school. That's only a 10-month program. so. <laughs> well, I did get fired once, actually. Oh, good. Well, let's uh, see. Now that you're, you're more normal because... Yeah. <laughs> I've been fired four or five times in radio. Well, you know, you give me something simple, Jane. I can't do it. Like, um, <laughs> I actually got uh, was after grad school and being a waitress. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's oh, actually yeah. a hard job. You yeah. have to memorize all these things at one time. And, I was a waiter too. Yeah. Yeah, you give me something complicated, like someone who's really emotionally hurting, distressed. Uh, suicidal or feeling homicidal. Where normal people would be yeah, like, lost. Give you're, that, you're, give, that's yeah, your home. Yeah, there. give that give that to me. But if you like ask me like, all right, I need orders for, orders for ten people. I'm like, oh gosh, <laughs> what kind of wine did you want? I'm sorry, and I you know I give you the red wine versus the white wine, Shit. and yeah. That's why, and I was a, a waiter too. I did a bar rush thing in Embers in downtown Minneapolis. It was actually Lake Street, Minneapolis, and I've failed at that too. But it's why I usually tip every uh, waitstaff that I have, whether they're good or bad, because I know how tough that job is. Mm-hmm. And some people are really good at it. So you got to reward them for that because they're not making that much money. Anyway, uh, let's talk about um, what kind of uh, age range of people do you see? Is it all the whole spectrum? Yeah, actually, currently I see like age 6 to like age 80, 82. Okay. So um, because I'm a social worker, I'm also credentialed with some different types of insurance companies. So I'm able to see 
uh, a variety and being a social worker, it opens up a little bit more doors for some insurance companies that take. Well, I was going to ask that too, where the cost might be uh, something that stops somebody thinking, I don't have insurance, so I'm not, I don't want a thousand, five thousand dollar bill, but there are help, there's help there too. Yeah. And actually there are, there are different uh, providers in the community that do do sliding scales. So it's a matter of trying to find them. So if you go on Google okay. and type in like outpatient therapist, maybe like sliding fee scales, or if you find the provider, you can call them and ask them. Maybe um, it, look on their website. Or is there a number that uh, there, is there like a, a catch-all type of number somebody can call? They they do referrals and things like that for the county? or. Um, you know, you can always maybe start with actually calling your local county. So if you live in Blue Earth County, you can call Blue Earth uh, County, like the child abuse line. I think it's usually the same number. It's like their intake number. And you can just ask them if they have a referral um, because they do offer something called children's uh, mental, uh, children's and adults mental health case management services. And they do a lot of triaging to get people into access to care, whether that's therapy or psychiatry or if you're needing medication. So it just kind of depends on your level of uh, your need. All right. And uh, let me see. How long have you been doing this? I've actually been in the field for like around nine years. Okay. You look so young. Oh, thanks. To be nine years <laughs> in. I have, I, I have grays. They're right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Well, mine are more visible. Um, but I'm a lot older than you, too. Um, it's an enjoyable uh, uh, business, though. Uh, people in your field probably... Uh, love their job as much as anybody loves their job because you're helping people. I mean, every day you're there and you could stop catastrophic things from happening at times. Yeah. And I think that's part of it. It's like, you're not allowed to tell people like you may, you may save Minnesota from a terrorist and the public is never allowed to know, you know, like things like that, where you might be part of a multi-agency sting or you might get caught up in some type of something and you save three kids from a pedophile. I mean, like, Mm. Wow. And you're not allowed to tell anybody exactly the details, but um, the one thing that I think that gives me the most meaning and purpose to my life and why I'm still here is because I love what I do, you know, and I, yeah. I love helping people and I love... You're a people person. Yeah. You are. I've known that since I met you. <laughs> you really are. And uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if that's uh, a need to be, but uh, I would think it helps in your profession to be, you know, yeah. you just like people. You want to help them. Uh, we talked a little off air. Uh, I was slow to uh, this anxiety problem that's really starting to blow up in the world, especially here. Uh, I was slow to accept it because I don't have it. You know, I'm a ham. I can talk in front of 10,000 people. I don't care. If I fail, I fail. Big deal. If you don't like me, don't talk to me. I don't care. But then I had a daughter. Two daughters, actually. All, actually, all three of my daughters do have a touch of the anxiety thing. And uh, then I was a believer because it is a horrible thing to be stuck with. I have the one daughter is 12 now. I told you, uh, for most of her elementary school years, she wouldn't talk to a soul at school. Yet when we got her home, she wouldn't shut up. <laughs> she was as engaging and fun. And, and, but when she was in school, she was just quiet. She had friends who would speak for her and, and, and watch out for her and things like that. Well, we got her into therapy, and uh, she went for – she only had to go for maybe half a year, eight months, and it really did help her a, a lot. I don't know what they talked about because I wasn't in the meetings, but the lady uh, – it was in uh, Freeborn County down there – really knew her stuff and got uh, to the point now where she's in middle school. We thought, oh, my gosh, she's going to go from elementary to middle school and just be lost. But she – we got her in there at the perfect time because the transition to schools – 
Now she's talking because I think it's a whole new set of people. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't the same old people she was with. And she could open up, and now she's talking to different, she's got different friends. She's playing the violin in the orchestra. She talks to her teachers all the time. So there is, it, it does work. I know the pain of it, and I know the success of it. So it's, it's good. It's a noble profession for sure. Well, I'm glad your daughter is doing better, and she's feeling a lot more comfortable speaking and working so, through the anxiety. So That's anybody, huge. if you know somebody, if that is you, or if you know somebody like that, I suggest, yeah, highly suggest getting a hold of uh, or Googling uh, what the information you said or or uh, what's the yeah, first step? Yeah, you can, you, can, you, you can always call like a Mayo, I mean, or you can call like a local clinic and see if they have any providers and outpatient. I mean, there's a couple of big names in town, such as Prairie Care. Um, uh, there's Nystrom downtown. There's also smaller clinics. I mean, there's lots of different providers. You just got to find them. It's just if you do a Google search, like local mental health th therapists in the area, Mankato or Southern Minnesota. Hoping to have Marcy on on a regular basis. And if you have any questions, uh, we can keep you confidential or whatever. If you want to call 625-1420. Otherwise, you could uh, text me uh, as well. Um, uh, my number is 507-402-1600, uh, and I can ask questions uh, that way. But... Um, I'll hopefully have you on because it's not just anxiety. There's so many different avenues of people who are struggling with uh, mental health issues. And I think the big uh, thing all over the news you hear all the time, there's not enough professionals like you to, to go around because what is your caseload like? Well, technically we're not taking any more clients because we're so busy. So yeah. like sometimes in like a week we'll have like four, I'll have like a cancellation list of like four clients, but we see anywhere from... Uh, maybe two clients to 10 clients a day, depending on our hours. And so that's usually not, I don't think that's typical, but I work four tens, like four 10 hour shifts, okay. just because I think for mental health, it's so important to have that your time off to decompress. Yeah. And um, speaking of mental health, yeah. your own mental yeah. health. Yeah. <laughs> so we definitely three day weekends, I think, are so important for providers or just for anybody working in the field of uh, helping people. Because it's not just like mental health providers that are feeling this. It's like law enforcement. It's sure. uh, nurses, um, anyone that works in healthcare, anyone that works on EMTs, a first line, yeah. EMTs, yeah, military. But anyone who's working with the public and they're serving the greater good, you get you you do get that compassion fatigue or burnout. Yeah, no, no doubt. Uh, I knew some firemen in the Albert Lee uh, Fire Department who talked about that. Opened up a little bit, saying that uh, you just don't even think about it if you're not in the business. Every time they go out, it seems like there's something that happens that stays with them, and they have to go see a professional to get yeah. that out of there. Yeah, like um, every setting is different that I've, I've worked at. So I've worked at inpatient mental health hospitals. Uh, that was in Colorado. Yeah, I worked at the Denver VA because at one time I thought I was going to go in the military for suicide prevention in the Air Force. Okay. Um, then I worked uh, at a treatment facility for kids, and that was actually really cool i really love that place it's a french mansion and they, they yeah. turned it into um a facility for kids and they wow. do such a great job all right so kids uh is that uh you see kids oh you said you had six year olds mm -hmm. to 82 yep wow that's a big i spectrum. know it's quite the range you go from princess talk to talking about <laughs> something for with men with marriages or you talk about yeah it's just the topics change from hour to hour yeah but there's a lot of anxiety a lot of depression and i think the big thing is is that I want the viewers to know, like, you're not alone. Like, think, times are tough right now, and people are struggling, and it's so important not to sit in silence and not to sit alone in your own silo, even though I know we have a lot of silos out there around, all the, around the farming community that we're here. But just in farming alone is a great example. Like, up, the oh, up yeah. and downs of farming yeah. and the flooding, and then there's you don't get crops and you have insurance, but it's still, 
It's like every drought time drought and, drought and it's, yeah. every time it doesn't rain or it does rain and there's hail or too much rain. I mean, it's a constant stress for farmers. And um, it's just. So talking about it is. Cathartic. It's, yes. Yeah, it is helpful. For anybody, everybody. Yes. And I think, but it also depends on the way you talk about it too. Like sometimes it can make it kind of worse. Right, um, but you're trained to know mm-hmm. which yes. way to go. <laughs> yes, and for people who have that fear, like maybe that's the stigma they might have about yeah. not coming in to get help. It's like, oh, I don't want to make it worse by talking about it. But And there's also uh, myths, too, about suicide where it's like I'm afraid to ask them those thoughts. But honestly, people who are suicidal, they want to tell somebody. They, they're they in so much pain that they, they want to tell somebody, and it's a huge relief when they can actually say, yes, I'm so sad my heart is broken, or I'm so sad I'm missing this person, and I can't imagine my life without them. And so, and I, that's where your training comes in mm-hmm. to uh, yep. bring that and then, out. And, and, and then we do a lot of talking with clients too. Like, you know, we don't push. We're we're here to talk when you're ready, or we'll teach you how to breathe through it and get you feeling calm or ready before to engage in a like a really heavy topic. Um, and then we we're taught too to to ground or it's called titrating. So like you go slow, go fast, depending on how they're doing emotionally. And so you check in with your client to make sure that they're okay to talk about it. You may, might do some things called grounding, which is like um, you take a breath in and then you exhale. And you might have them work out some tension in their body. I heard breathing techniques are really helpful. Oh, Jay, I just learned another one like this month, and I think I've already taught like 10 people. <laughs> There's different types of breathing techniques based on your anxiety state in your body. Really? So like based on your arousal system in your body, like you might start like a slower breathing one on like a scale of one to 10, if you're like a one or two on an anxiety scale, you might do just some regular deep breathing with your abdomen and not with your chest because a lot of people will do some breathing. They'll go like this up and down. Yeah. And that's actually not what you want to do. So like inquire and acting. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. want to use your abdomen when yeah. you take deep breaths. And then when you're having a panic attack, you don't want to do that kind of breathing. You want to do something different. It's called a four count breathing where you're doing more of like a, a, a mantra breathing, like you're inhaling for four, hold for four, uh, exhale for four, and then you hold it again for four. So the breathing types actually change based on on your physiological state and how severe it is. Wow. It gets deep, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's why you have somebody, so you have to go to somebody, uh, 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 so much schooling for it, for sure. Uh, that's the other thing, too, the, the uh, absolute freezing of somebody who is panic attacks are just uh it's that's they're debilitating oh yeah they, and there is like um, i've seen it even happen with somebody just thinking about getting their oil changed in their car can't do it mm-hmm. just cannot do it well, and i've had to do it for them and i i luckily you know i wasn't making fun of them or uh, de- degrading them or anything i was like okay i'll do it for you that's fine so you know you want to be helpful to somebody who's uh, in that situation because Going the other way just makes them feel worse. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I think panic attacks are also something, too, that like goes untreated sometimes because you don't exactly know that's what's happening because there is a difference between panic attacks and anxiety attacks, and the severity is really what qualifies it as a panic attack, and there's uh-huh. like 10 different types of criteria. But anyways, um, the panic attacks really, the, the, the hallmark of those are like you're losing your mind or you feel like you're losing control. And people that have OCD suffer with them. And so it just really depends on um, how your panic attacks uh, manifest or what they look like for the person. And it's always different. Same thing with anxiety you mentioned before uh, with your daughters, that anxiety looks different for everybody, men and women. Yeah. Now, um, I was going to say, is it uh, 
for somebody who wants to get into the field you're in, what's uh, does MSU have uh, classes for this? Or yeah, actually, we have a couple of people in my job who've actually uh, went to the MSU program and graduated, or interns, or they've gotten jobs. Um, I think MSU does a pretty good job. Uh, you want to find a program that either offers a bachelor's in psychology if, if you want to go the psychology route. Um, but there's lots of different ways you can get involved. You can get a master's in uh, psychology and become an LPCC, or you can, you can also do a license in family and marriage. But you're going to spend at least how many years? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I spent uh, eight. So yeah. I, went, I had four years at Gustavus. I majored in political science because I wanted to save the world. You know, sure, yeah. Lo- Lois Lane wanted to, you know, <laughs> wanted to save the world. So what do you do? I majored in political science. Sure. And then when I graduated, yeah, I did not have a job technically lined up. And then I worked for Thrivent for a little bit here in Mankato. And then I went to Colorado. And that's really where I, I started off actually in seminary. So I didn't start okay. the traditional route to become a social worker. So I started off getting an MDiv. And then from there, I had a professor pull me aside and said, Merce, I think you're more of a natural social worker. <laughs> and so Larry helped me realize that I, I worked really well with kids and I had a different uh, skill set that was more applicable for social work. You, if you want to hang out, I had a news break coming up here. If you want to hang out, we can talk some more if you'd like. Yeah, I don't know that'd what be your great. time is. Uh, uh, if they need you back in the office, we want to get you back there. But uh, it is uh, 1028, talking with Marcy Chetro about mental health and uh, the local scene here, uh, what you can expect to, uh, to uh, go through if you are uh, seeking some help and who to get a hold of. Uh, this song, Significance, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, we played at the beginning of our first talk with Marcy Chetro, who is my guest today. A uh, mental health professional here in uh, Bloor County, and that uh, has a significance to the song we were talking off the air. It's a lot deeper than I thought. Uh, it's got some really good, uh, well, you talk about it. Yeah, so Jay, so Jay, you asked me to be on the radio today, and so I'm like, all right, I want a, I want a song, right? Because I'm a theater act, creative person, too, and yeah. so I'm like, all right, thinking about what would I would talk today about that matters, and what are, what are something that maybe you as a listener can relate to, and I... And I was thinking about some things this December. I'm like, you know what? There's, there, we always get this idea that life has this like certain path to it. Like we just, we we go to college, we get married, and we we have four kids. Now in the days, it's like 1.5. <laughs> you know, and so like we have this idea if we just do all these different milestones at these age points that we're happy that we did it. Congratulations, we went down the yellow brick road, and we we finally got to reach you know Oz. And the truth is. When we set ourselves up for these milestones and they don't happen, it, it's going to be heartbreaking. You can get anxiety. You can think, well, what's wrong with me? What did I do wrong? Right. Or uh, 50 years later, you find out that your life took a complete different direction and you didn't expect to be divorced. You didn't expect for a tragedy to occur. Or you're taking care of your mom or dad. Oh, yeah. You know, and so it's your all these things happen that you don't kind of expect. A lot of roadblocks out there. Yeah. And so when these things happen, it changes this view of, this yellow brick robe, and you realize that you're breaking the the thought of this illusionment, right? So, mm-hmm. so I played the song today, "Goodbye Yellow Brick Road," because I think it speaks a lot to these ideas that we get, these like, kind of like fantasies, or just like goals that we have. And sometimes, what happens when life happens? Because it's not perfect, it's yeah. not great, and sometimes, as we see, we have no control of what happens around us or around the world. However. We can still find things that are great and we can laugh about and smile about and we can connect to people. And so I think that's the message I want to give people today to the listeners. Yeah. That 
you matter. You know, your existence here matters and the kindness that you have. And you would never know when you touch someone else's life. But what I have found that some of the greatest people are ones that are just your everyday normal people. Right. And they inspire you to be better. And then you take a leap of chance and you go on and do something you never would have thought about. You know, and it's just amazing how one thing leads to another. And, for example, uh, when I was like 22 or 23, I was working and I had a stranger knock over my drink. Uh-huh. <laughs> he, I was at Panera. He knocked over my smoothie. So we ended up talking. And he, at the time, was the only person I knew that encouraged me to go to grad school. Really? Yeah. So this, this and it yeah. all started with yeah. a knocking over. Yeah, it drink. all started over with knocking over my smoothie. So folks, <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't be here today if that random guy didn't knock over my smoothie. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> you think wild. about random conversation and all the lives and people I've worked with over the years and the kids and the families and the counties and the organizations. Sure. And it stemmed from someone knocking over maybe my smoothie and then having a professor at grad school take me aside and said, "Hey, Mars, I think you're a great social worker type." Right. And he later told me before he had died, um, he said I was actually one of his best students he's ever had. Wow. And he believed in me, and it was so powerful. Wow, yeah. And so that's what I want. I want people to take away is that if you're struggling right now, you know you're not alone. So many people struggle with anxiety or depression, and it's increasing with our country, and it's okay. However, come in and see somebody. Does not, Yeah, not me necessarily, but I just want you to come out or I want you to reach out. And just find somebody to talk to. And someone anonymously told me this to tell you that it's okay if you get different therapists and you keep trying and trying. And it's okay if you, it takes four therapists to finally find your your therapist. And so someone wanted me to tell you that. But, and um, you probably know it when you uh, when they meet that person. Yeah. Too, yep. When and, you're in with them. Yep. And it's okay to keep changing providers until you find somebody that you can relate to or, you know, and there's lots of different personalities out there, right? Sure. So there's like 16 or so on the Myers-Briggs. Um and so you might want to keep changing until you find, you know, a provider that's like that. And I can speak from experience that right now at the clinic I work at, I am so grateful because we, I have never met so many wonderful providers that are great, kind, competent. All the people you work with. Oh, right? yeah, down to earth. And they're the, they're the people that would bend over backwards to help you. Sure. And they're relatable. They're not uh, the, kind of like I think people get these ideas of like, this therapist is like has her hair up in a bun and glasses and like, Oh, how are you feeling today? And Oh, the textbook says this. And it's, it's actually, it's not like that. It's, it's more like, Hey, how's it going? Like, how I always thought it was somebody who's going to make you talk for the whole hour and sit there and take notes, but that's not, it's a conversation. Mm-hmm. It's a conversation. It's much more like, um, and every, again, every, every therapist or every person provider has a different style. Sure. But you want to find one until you can feel like it's a back and forth. See, that's all I do. I do conversations all the time. If I only knew how to lead somebody in the conference, I could be good. But I don't know any of that. I didn't get into. Yeah, I think you're a natural. <laughs> you're a natural. You just don't know it yet. So there's Open Door. There's Mayo Clinic. There's uh, Prairie Care. There's Nystrom Associates. Plenty of places to mm-hmm. uh, check out. And there's also smaller clinics too. Um, Catholic Charities. I'm not sure, but they might also have. Um, uh, if they might have caseworkers or case managers and some of these organizations kind of like uh, the, was it United Way type of thing, they might have more like resources that you can ask, you know, like, hey, I know you guys don't have therapy here, but is there a provider sure. you'd recommend for I'm this sure age would, group yeah. or for schizophrenia? Um, there's also uh, the there's a, a crisis center here in Mankato. Okay. So I didn't know, realize we had one, but there's actually a crisis center. Um, do we know the number of that? Can we look it up? Sure. 
<laughs> well, here, yeah, go ahead and Google that. Uh, but anyway, uh, these places here. Now, uh, also, uh, I don't know if you can do two things at once. Uh, look that up. And uh, <laughs> caseloads for everybody, though. Uh, cause that's what I keep hearing. There's not enough therapists out there. Yeah, there's a shortage. I think if you were to look at anybody, um, uh, if you're looking at different profiles or like uh, if you when you go online and look at clinics. I think if I wanted to apply for any clinic, I think they'd, they'd take you. That's kind of how easy it is to get a job right now. And we finally got sign-on bonuses. Yeah. So one thing for the field of social work, I just got to throw it out there, Jay, is that if you know a social worker or a therapist, please give them a hug um, or buy them a cup of coffee because usually our field is actually underpaid. Sure. And But we're the we're the invisible voice of any time something goes wrong. I mean, this has been for years. You know, look, look at the 1920s. Jane Adams was a huge social worker. She, yeah. was, she did this thing called the Whole House in Chicago. Um, you know, your your social workers are usually your backbone of the things that are going good, and you don't hear about them. All right, unsung heroes. And do you tend to take it all home with you? Um, yes and no. Uh, so that back to the, the South Central Crisis Center. The phone number for them is five zero seven three four four zero six two one. It's on 21 Bassett Drive, Mankato. Again, 21 Bassett Drive, Mankato, the South Central Crisis Center, 507-344-0621. Okay. Um, do we take it home with you? No, sometimes only if it's about a, an eminent threat for me. It's only if I have something like with to do with sexual abuse for kids or if I think someone is suicidal and they didn't tell me. Um, but the times that's gone off in my life in the nine last in the last nine years, I probably would say less than eight times I can count my hands. I'd probably been right. worried at night. But I do have the opposite problem where sometimes I might be worrying at work. So uh, we do have to learn how to compartmentalize it. Oh, uh, I bet. Yeah, it can be a challenge. But for me, I actually don't struggle with taking it home. Okay, well that's good because that would be horrible. <laughs> well, it's more like, or it's a little for me. It's usually the paperwork, and so sometimes social workers and therapists might talk about how we have a lot of paperwork to do, and we have to meet all the deadlines. And sometimes it's just the reality is we have late paperwork. Yeah, you know, and it's just it's part of the gig, especially when you're seeing <laughs> as many people as you are. Well, yeah, but then you ask yourself, all right, do I do this case note, or do I talk to someone who's crying and upset? Yeah. And do I? Do I'll bet I the people uh, win every time. Yeah, yeah. They should. And do I take care of the need of someone who's suicidal right in front of me? And yeah. you know my answer, Jay. Sure. I take care of. I take care of the person first. You bet. And it's all confidential, right? I mean, you mm-hmm. that profession is uh, uh, all about that. Yep. Unless uh, if there's like if you know there's a law being uh, being broken or somebody's yeah, we being have, abused or. Yep, we have uh, we're mandate reporters. So if like unless you're like you're physically abusing children, uh, if you've been physically abused, if you're a kid. So it just depends on the age of the person and then the act that's being committed. But usually it's if it's like harm to self, harm to others, or um, things yeah. like that. It, the, there are exceptions to breaking the confidentiality. Talking with Marcy Tatro, who is a licensed mental health professional here, a therapist, a social worker in uh, Blue Earth. Is it Blue, Blue Earth County or is it just uh, the it's area? It's Mankato. It's Mankato. <laughs> we'll just, we'll I don't just know what it. county it is. It's Blue Earth County, but... Uh, it's uh, in Mankato, but you've been, like you said, you were out in Colorado for a while too, and uh... yeah, I've 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 actually had a really great career. I, I I'm very fortunate. You've been um, in the cities for a while too. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. I've worked um, mental health hospitals, federal, the VA system. How'd you fit that all in a 25 year life? You, you look so young. <laughs> There's no way you're gonna. The key, the secret ingredient is moisturizer. <laughs> <It's> really... <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right. Sounds good. Uh, the uh, Again, that's South Central uh, Crisis Center, number 507-344-0621, if you want to start there, or call the Nystrom Associates or Prairie Care or Mayo Clinic or Open Door. We just have a couple of minutes left here with you, and uh, I've had a, a, a great time talking to you, but I, I, wanna, I also told her she should talk to uh, Lisa Kay on the Talk of the Town because that's a nice half-hour forum to uh, talk about cool things, I mean, important things like this. Um, so uh, maybe I'll give you her number two. But uh, anything else we want to hit on here before I let you go? Get back to your uh, chosen profession? Um, I think the big thing I just want the listeners to know is just that it's okay when things that are unexpected happen and know that it's okay to get off that yellow, group, yeah, yellow brick road. So there's no such thing. Just take the wayside rest. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, those are my favorite. Yeah, I've uh, I've had uh, some good experiences. That they have good candy machines and stuff too. Well, I'm never buying candy there. Usually, <laughs> <laughs> can't imagine how old that candy is in there, Jay. Uh, oh come on, they they, they change that out, don't you think? <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, thank you so much for coming in. Yeah, thank you for and having me. We'll have you in again. I'll have you in whenever you want to. Uh, we could do it once a week or once every couple of weeks or whatever. But I'll get you in touch with Lisa K too because I'm sure she would love to have you on and delve a little deeper into it. And she's a great interviewer she's much better than i am so you'll have a good time with her um but if uh you want to get a hold of uh, marcy or anything maybe uh, you can call here and i'll uh, get you in touch if you want otherwise just call these places the open door the mayo clinic the prairie care nystrom associates the crisis center line Go and ahead. and we really do have great providers here in southern minnesota like i've never seen a great a greater group of people that are so kind and down to earth and really make a difference in their clients' lives. Like, it, I can't speak enough about the people in the field that work here, down here. And let's get rid of the stigma that mental health has or has had because uh, we need to help our fellow man and woman mm-hmm. get uh, get a hold of things and, and get down that right Yeah, and right I, I'm, I'm going to tell you a secret about the stigma, too, like for one part of it. So I work with a lot of kids, and you know what? do you know what I tell the kids? No. The same thing the parents say. I'm just a third party. It's amazing, isn't yeah. it? So yeah. part of it's like when you think about what's what's the therapist going to say. Well, I say the same thing the parents same say. Stuff. Hey, yeah. it's, it's going to be okay, or hey, or but sometimes that's sometimes what it takes. I, well, actually, sometimes I try not to say that, but I say you can do this. I believe in my clients, and we work through the barriers that come up. But I, right. I sound just like them. Well, it's great having you in, and we've run out of time, unfortunately. I got to get to M and N news, but Marcy, thanks a lot. Always good to see you, and uh, we'll see you soon. 